Yes, this is Chris Aqua, and you tuned in to Undergroundopolis. Yes, stay tuned. Bless. My next guest here, Nine Pound Hammer, continuing our series on Cowpunk Pioneers. Or at least I, I think of us Cowpunk Pioneers. What's up, guys? We are Cowpunk. We didn't invent it, we perfected it, though. Yes. So, yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we put the punk in. Yeah, for sure. But for it's, sure. the Scorchers. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Scorchers uh, were the live version, early version, was the that was the high water mark to go for. You know, that was it. And then most people know them from later on when it got a little cheesy, little cheesy. You know, but they're still great. They're great. But that first bit, if you saw them live, was just like you just all it's all you thought about until the next time you saw them. It was like seeing Kiss when you're a kid or something. You know, they were so good. I have to agree, though. The Ron Chans uh, claim that they, I think, what that first record came out in '83. Is that right? Wapadam. They they they, they claim that you know they they contest. Well, I guess that's right around with the Scorchers, but a totally different Yankees. universes. I mean, that's like New York Yankees. Yankee Yankee Yankee, Yankee. cowpunk versus Scorchers Yankee. really doing it. But it's you know, uh, and then it all rooted in the Ramones. So, but. Uh, yeah, Jason was the template. They're, they're cool, sure. though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. No. I can't. Glad he's, I can't. Glad he's, glad he's playing. I mean, we, <laughs> we're looking for a place to play. I mean, fucking now. It's like most of the clubs we I have the summer off, and most of the clubs we normally play at are punk clubs, and they're kind of slower to open it up. And the redneck places and farms are like, yeah, party time. So, like, oh, we just want to go party. <laughs> I want to play a chicken wing <laughs> festival. <laughs> I want to play places normally I'm I'm gonna play a harness track, you know, art fest wherever, man. You know, that's anything. You know, JC's or whatever, Lions Club, Junior Achievement. I don't care, man. Tractor pull right now. Tractor, oh my god. They could pull us, you know. Yeah. Webster <laughs> County Fair, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my that, that's one thing I was gonna bring up. I, uh, this common bond I feel with you guys. If if you if if you're not seen nine pound hammer or listen to them they're from owensboro kentucky which makes me feel like i got a common bond because i am that's now correct me if i'm wrong because i've been corrected before i I say davies county is it davis county it it is but it's davis county i mean davis (laughs) Davis county there was the laziest davis little Davis. yeah it it was always so we always would say davis County. county Where, what's the county seat in Webster County? I didn't get that quite later. Dixon. What's Dixon? Dixon. Man, that's that place is about as desolate as you can get in Kentucky. Well, really we're, we're, uh, Warren, Warren, Warren Oates is from uh, Lapoy or like a uh, Depoy. It's like in middle of nowhere. Depoy. Thanks. Thank you. Depoy. Uh, I was stopped there. It's like about four feet. <laughs> it's got one marker. <laughs> And I was like, well, you know, I think it was, I think it was, these were built around coal mining and strip mining and all that crap mm-hmm. at one point. That's it. That's everything. Back, in, back, back in the middle part of the last century, you know. You know <laughs> yep. Clay, Clay is where I'm from. We, you know, you've heard of a one stoplight town, but we didn't even have that. <laughs> we had one blinking red light. <laughs> we had a four way stop. That's yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, we go to places like that and just think we can pick up girls, and they go, "Y'all from Owensboro?" We can tell, like you know, like we're yeah. in New York or something now. We're you know, sophisticated. We played we played Webster County in basketball. 
<laughs> it took a we took a bus trip down there, man. It was it was weird. It was really kind of you know, kind of not scary, but it was just you know, like I said, desolate. That's all I can. It's like, man, I'm glad I don't live here. I'm glad I live in Owensboro. <laughs> Owensboro's a really pretty city, really. It's okay. It's a, it's it's cool. It's uh, mm-hmm. in theory. Uh, I go. I'm going there like in a couple of weeks. I visit my mom a lot during this the pandemic crap. So uh, I mean, I go there and I'm like this is cool, and it's just like whoa. I was going to move back there a few years ago, and then my sister just, I mean, said no. And I don't really have that kind of relationship with my sister, but she knows me. She's like, you're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Point taken. No, I thought it'd be easy. Don't worry about money. I'd be fine. I'd be great. And, you know. Yeah, because you can get a house there for $100,000 on a big, I mean, seriously, it's cheap. And I'm sure we're <laughs> Dixon, too. Yeah. We're out. We're out. Dixon, maybe I'll go around. <laughs> Oh, there's ponds. <laughs> right. There might be a lake there. There, there wasn't one time there's right. a county lake. <laughs> Raul Nizoli says Europe needs more mine, ah. nine pound hammer more than vaccines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do y'all mind your Q and A? Do y'all mind that? No. What now? Oh, no. Please. That's probably the only one in front of you go get, but yeah, we'll, we'll answer anything. It's fine. All no right. <laughs> so, how did Nine Pound Hammer come together? I got, I got um, kind of some we, a generic list of questions. We'll get on a full different tangents. It happens every time. Well, we got just, uh, just, uh, I guess. I mean, Scott probably has a better memory than me. We just didn't we wanted to be in a band and uh, avoid regular life. Uh, work and all stuff like that. And then you know, and then we. I think the first time we did it, that's what we wanted at first. But then you know, when we actually did it the first time, or like the second gig, it was just fun. And it was like, regardless if of if we do it, this is fun. Just doing it, it was so great. And uh, Scott had a really good quote when it, we were doing it. We listened to we listened to set back of their first really good gig. And he said, well, this is fun, and I'm going to do this as much as possible. <laughs> cool. You know, yeah, we, uh, it, we uh, played my sister's um, wedding reception at this VA, VFW in 1985, and it went. It was just like a perfect night, and we weren't really that good, but it was just a perfect night. And Blaine and I were sitting out there afterwards and just were like looking at each other you know, kind of in disbelief, like, man, you know, we pulled this off. This is it. It's just, you you know, it just, you're, you know, you're hooked. And um, it just kind of knew, like, we w- were going to continue to do this and try to recapture that, which we, I, I, you know, honestly can't really recapture that, you know, just like anything else. But, you know, that's you just keep trying. But uh, we've gotten close. But just one of those things, man, you know, as Blaine says, we got it right the first time as far as the approach yeah. to it. That that the gig we did there was like it was just a hodgepodge of people, and it was like older people, like teachers, and all that. <laughs> Scott was really good at communicating what was going on. Like, hey, we're gonna play faster now, all that stuff like that. So instead of me being this like kind of snobby uh, shit like I was, I mean, it, he he get, got a way ahead of you know, still does have a way of communicating with these people without coming across like an asshole like I do. And just like saying, you know, uh, we're in this. Let them know what we're doing, and making sure that everyone. Has yeah, a good give them a heads up. 
Yeah, and you know, he's, uh, he's he's always been really good at. Some of my friends said, yeah, he's he can make eight play in front of eight twenty people feel like you're at a stadium. You know, and I was like, yeah, it's cool. Well, it's come handy if you if you're sure. Yeah. Let's see. Is there somebody that you may have saw at a when when you was young, like saw on TV or even at a concert or anything that you said, you know, I'm going to do that. I think all of them. <laughs> I think every every time, every week I could, and every uh, this was the first one for me. Kiss Bob Seger and Ezra Indiana '76, but that was oh, wow. uh, and the opening band was opening band was Arful Roger, and we moved to a new neighborhood. We moved to a Scotch neighborhood, but my friend David invited me to Kiss concert, and my parents didn't know what that was. But my parents wanted to make new friends, so they made me go. You're going at concert boy. <laughs> Seriously. They said, but they said one thing to do is put your hand over your Coca-Cola. Yeah. Because uh the hippie hippies will put acid in it. Put acid in your and coke. Apparently there apparently there was something to that in the Detroit at one point. But anyway, uh so I went there and it was me and my friend David in our overcoat. We're afraid to, I don't think we were whatever summer, I don't know what we had on. We had too many clothes on. We we're afraid to move. And everyone was like smoking weed back then and throwing frisbees and making out and passing out and drinking fucking uh, bottle bottles of Jack Daniels he brought in and stuff. And and I was like, well, and as soon as the first song hit, the first note, and it used to be louder back then. And there's a bank of Arthur Dodger, and the first thing was like, Bwah! and I was just like, I mean, this that's it. I was just like, I, I uh, never sang. It was true. You know, yeah. I saw Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, you know. yeah, I saw Jerry Lee Lewis at the Executive Inn in Evansville, nineteen seventy four, and that had a uh, you know profound effect on me. I was drinking kitty cocktails, half Coke, half Sprite, with a bunch of cherries in them, and they were cigarette smoke. <laughs> and he had a, a Marilyn Monroe silk shirt on with like little Marilyn Monroe heads all over his shirt, and uh, you know, man, I I, I always tell my dad it's like you can't you know you're 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 the one that took me to that and it's your fault for all this so and uh <laughs> and then of course kiss and all that i mean kiss and aerosmith and 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 just uh uh you know a big thing for me was when i went and got i went i went to Sears. we had a sears and i got the um the k-tail record it had radar love on there <laughs> and uh and then sweet home alabama and i just played that thing non-stop you know and then got then literally stole money in my mom's purse to go buy records. <laughs> yeah. So I, I stole money for man. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I've never stolen, never stole anything in my life, but I, I walk out of my friend's house with armful of records and, and not tell them. I mean, I did, they get, they figured it out. I mean, I was like, I was banned from my friend Roger's house for like two weeks from doing that. Mm. So I came over and go, oh, he said I could have these. <laughs> I walked out. <laughs> But necessary. <laughs> Facebook viewer Aaron Kendall Spurlock says hi from Shelbyville, Indiana. Hi, sis. <laughs> See a shout out my sister real quick. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only one listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you got an audience here. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. There so, was a good. There was a good. There was a good one here. Uh, and I, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but I must say, Chow, Chow Amorum. Have you guys ever considered doing concerts in Brazil? Uh, yeah. 
I'll go to Brazil. Blaine's, Blaine's played there, but Hammer, you know, we'd I love to do it. twice. Yeah. I don't care where we play. You can hand me a kazoo. There's a couple of places where the the uh, the atmosphere outweighs the uh, the actual gigs. And one's Japan and one's Brazil. I mean, you know, Ed, but uh, you need someone to take care of everything. And it costs a little when you eat. I mean, just you pull over side of the road, they have coconuts for two dollars. They walk off the top, but strong. I mean, just you know, if if I can't tell you how great it is, y'all both hate me. So hopefully, <laughs> Hammer will get there. You know, I'm serious. We play, but you play on like a day. The professional club we played at, they had a marshal for me. There was that was I can't get is this big, and it didn't sound good. And they all they didn't care. Yeah, I was weird. I was there. Uh, National Pussy played a gig, a pickup gig in the rainforest at a festival where no one had ever seen women play music. And um, it was uh, a couple thousand people. And it was 105 degrees at sunset. And they had air conditioning everywhere. And we were drinking beer they'd, on ice. And no matter how many beers you drank, you didn't get drunk. We played. Uh, uh, it, it was great. It was great. No, I've been years since we're back there, but I'll go there under any circumstances. I don't need to make money or anything. It's, you know, it's great. So tell them yes. We'll set it up. We're there. <laughs> it's, only, it's a short flight from Miami. Really, it's not, not, not as expensive as going to Europe. It really, it's not. Uh, I'm supposed to ask you about Country Dick Montana and the beat farm from the beat farmers. <laughs> That's Jason. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, we opened up for them at UK 1986. We had one record out, and uh, yeah, I got to hang out with them. We took up the liquor store in Blaine's car, which was filled. I don't. Blaine wasn't even drinking really or partying much then, but he had no. you know big red bottles and you know Bama pie wrappers. You know, anyway, got the country dick and went took him to the liquor store. Got some Captain Morgan spiced rum, and then uh, during Happy Boy, I uh, carried around on my shoulders, and yeah, it was great. They were great. They were they were absolutely great. Um. Yeah, you big, you know, a big influence. Fifty. It was yeah, we got fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. It was great. Hey, here's a picture. Yeah, we, we somehow weaseled on on that. Yeah. Here's a picture of um, our first practice at my mom's house. <laughs> That's me sideways there. That's Blaine. <laughs> and there's me in the background. I had a microphone tied to a rake. Ta- tape to a, tape to a rake, <laughs> and uh, we're playing uh, Louis Louis and Wild Thing and Come On Everybody and shit like that. And um, yeah, so that's 1985 in Owensboro, uh, and then we Blitz played the Ross Bob. Theater. Played the Ross Theater a couple months later, and never been as nervous. I've never been that nervous ever again in my whole life. Uh, but, we, we were. I we think pulled it off though. Throwing, we were throwing up. A very first oh, I mean, for time, real, man, for real. Throwing up, yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I had no idea. And you talked to other people who played back then, and it was the same thing. And we were well-practiced. We only played 15 minutes. We opened up for some high school cover band. They play like Ozzy, and they're nice guys playing us play. But, uh, I mean, they tore up our set list like halfway through. or I mean, And then we were ready to fucking – just say it didn't go good. That one didn't go good. We were ready to say, okay, we try. Yeah. There were some punk rockers over in the corner, Dave Kimberling and some other guys, and they loved it. And they came up to us right when we were shit and go, do you want to, do you want to play with us like next week? We're going to headline. We headline. Headline. Yeah. 
and we're like, okay, and that was the one that went really well. That we recorded. Oh my god, that was I was nervous then too. That was super nervous, nerve nerve wracking too. But yes, um, like uh, yeah. So, so some of the parents came. We had our, our guitar player David. His parents came, and then this dude came down the aisle in a wedding dress, and it it was uh you know it was an <laughs> iconic show, and and then uh like the Ross, one of, one of the parents said uh. Like, why was everybody so mad, banging, jumping into each other, and fighting down there? That you know, everybody was slam dancing and stuff. You know, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was the beginning of it, and uh, that was, you know, also the final nail in the coffin as far as like, yeah, we're we're going to do this and uh, take it yeah. to where it takes us. I mean, I think uh, we made us. We found our audience with the punks. You know, I was just like, yeah, these guys, these guys like, <laughs> and they were cool. They're the coolest people there, you know. That's basically, yeah. we played the coolest people in town. <laughs> uh, YouTube viewer Paul Troy. Ah, do, Paul do you, Troy. Do you remember a black sheep gig at Great Scott's where the bass player broke his glasses, so he wrapped duct tape around his head to hold them on? No, Glenn. <laughs> Not specifically, um, but I don't doubt it. That's Bart. Yeah, uh, I mean that's. You know, he would play. He would play in overalls with no underwear and just boots and stuff. And so, yeah, I think he kept those. I think he kept. We were so fucking broke. I think he might have kept it duct tape for a while. And, and he still got. And he yeah. still got laid. And he was like fucking seventeen or something when he moved up. We were breaking the law. He like fucking left no doubt. home. He wasn't legally <laughs> minor across These days state lines. In jail, man. I seriously, yeah. It's like, yeah. We talked him into coming to. Hey, come to Kentucky. You know. He was from Evansville. It was Bart. He lives he lives here. I saw him not too long ago. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, changed much. <laughs> Jimmy Fudel, hopefully I said that correct. Go to the rim in Norton, West Virginia. They would love you. We who I've we, we never played West Virginia. <laughs> we've never no. played West Virginia. No, no, no. We played Huntington. Have, no. We played Huntington. Sluggos. Played yeah, Huntington. we played there. Yeah, a long time ago, though, man. Like, 94. Huntington and Charleston? Yeah, yeah we played Charleston. Too. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But never like Morgantown, like where you guys have played. Uh, no. Uh, well, man, holler at us. No we'll play there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all for it. You know, we'll play. All for it all. I'm all for it. Yeah. You know. Seriously. Hey. <laughs> we'll play there this fall or winter, so, man, for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, it was like, yeah, we got the whole summer off, man. It was like, also, we were recording and stuff, but, uh, you know, I got like nothing to do but play, you know, rock and roll all summer. And I can't wait. I'll play any, we'll play anywhere right now, man. It's be great. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite show? Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Favorite show. Oh, man. All right, Start over. Favorite show, Blaine. Favorite show. For show of what? Not All time, anything. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is the really classic one. The, the first viewer show, man. You know. Yeah. Like, we we came from we came from like drawing nobody I and mean, snobby and like too much snobby, and which is hard to picture, but they like you know, and and then we got picked up by Crypt Records, and then and then we went to the Vera, and it was like the coolest club. I, we didn't know how cool it was, and it was the coolest club, and it was fucking packed. And went nuts. They knew all the songs, and you know, it's like we played whoa. for two hours almost. We played every song we knew, <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, that was and that one, and then there was one in '94 there too, which was great. But I mean, that's the first show we ever played in Europe, and we were just we didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, we did, but we didn't, you know. And just it was we just watched the video to that the other day, and it was uh, just one of those magical things, you know, honestly and just raw and honest. It was just honest because we were just flopping around up there, and you know, that's just what we were. We were just like this you know, fledgling punk band, you know, and had, had good originals and played cool covers and, uh, it just worked. Um, there's, see, we played a bunch of shows in like the black forest of like Germany, like at these hotels and hostels and like in the middle of nowhere where people just went ape shit and they were just, I mean, we have a bunch of them that could be in the top 10. We do. I mean, yeah, I was, I, 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 I was thinking of like, if you relive any time, my own big career, I, it's like I'd like to go back because I don't know if I appreciated it at the moment. It was, uh, you know, we we were. I, I kind of think it's your stepping stone onto something. But man, I wish I'd appreciate it for what it was because, like, yeah. it's not really ever going to be like that again. And we they go show up at the Black Forest, and it's a gig we almost blew off in the middle of nowhere. There's no GPS, can't find anything. <laughs> and was kind of a, they're all each other's throat, and we're like, what the fuck are we doing? We and you pull up. And you and in the middle of nowhere, and there's hundreds of people are just going mm-hmm. crazy before we even walk in the door. And we're just and it's smoky because you smoke back then, you can barely see. And it's just nothing but cool people and good looking girls. I mean, and like great beer. I mean, we're 28 at a time, and there's like these girl looking girls, and they were younger than us, and whatever. It's like, and they were cool, they knew cool music, and they played cool, they played cool music before we played, they played cool music. The after yeah. play, there's a cool DJ listen to cool music in the van. I mean, anytime we were around, that, was, that time was just cool. And yeah. uh, what, regardless of what it's, it'll never be replicated, it was, I mean, it was cool, yeah. Because I don't, even though when I do stuff now that I do really well in, I don't, there's nothing cool except me being someplace or something like that, or Hammer being someplace. You know, I don't really have like, there's not really a cool scene, and there was a scene. And it didn't really pre. I don't think I really appreciated it, or I. I think I would like to go back and savor more more of the moments because it was, you know, it was financially frustrating. A lot of other things too, but you know, it was very. It was, I was also in awe. Part of me was always just looking around and going, "Wow, look at all this shit!" You know, just you know, we were in Kentucky and we recorded these songs, and this is way before the internet. And all of a sudden, we, these people on the other side of the world yeah. know every fucking word. Yeah. And and they're going crazy, and they're 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 actually like taking it. We just, I remember when the first album came out, Scott said, "I just want someone out there, like one good review, one person. Like if we could just connect with one small group of people, and it did way better than we originally had, had thought at the time. It was like, and Crip was a big record label in Europe, and it was like the hip thing." And it was uh, it was the big thing to where like it was in all you if you walked into a record store anywhere in Germany or something like that, you saw all your stuff. I mean, it was you know they'd have it on display. You know, you're like shit. No, there was there was frustration about turning into a lot of money and stuff, but like no one made any money back then, and and it was uh, it was just um, it was just good music. God, it was just good music, and that's what everyone lived for. It sounds corny as that sound, you know. It was like the be all. Which we talked about all the time. That's we when you got drunk with people at the show talked about music and did you hear this and you heard this before and that's when you had to really investigate, dig 
to find the right information to people and stuff. You know, you, didn't, you couldn't just send them a Spotify list or something. You had to like, you know, so it was very, uh, it's very concentrated. And uh, I just, I miss it, you know. And I mean, I, I'd probably be the, you know, when I fucking die, that's what I'm going to be thinking about, you know. If I if there's a heaven, I'd want, those two or three years of crypto are going to be being a loop in my head. Yeah. It was great. It was real fucking great. We had, uh, I mean, we had great, we had all-time shows in Lexington, though, too. I mean, like at uh, some of the Rockledge, uh, and then at the at Linus, like 2000. I mean, you look back, I got we got video of that. It was on par with as wild and people into it as yeah. anything. Um, and then, you know, like yeah, we'd, go, we'd go up to Canada. I mean, we had, we'd go to Winnipeg, Canada. We, we just, we had these little places, little, little hammer spots, man, like in uh, normal Illinois, you know, and just have these little, little cult followings here and there. And just, we'd have these magical shows and, you know, connect and people are into it. They know, and they, you know, they know the songs and we're appreciative, but, uh, there, uh, there's just, but there's about ten or twenty that all kind of blend together. And you could interchange. I yeah. think. I mean, well, the 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 uh, original uh, KNO. Now you mentioned it. The original reunion show Atlanta was like. Oh my God! Yeah, right, right, and right. Bill, and you know, and uh, it was like four yeah. pissed off, pissed off motherfuckers playing, you know, <laughs> songs about taters. and uh, and the best. The, we had the greatest introduction. There's there's a video of it. People yeah, it was video. Not very good. I thought it was better than it was, but it's not yeah, good. No, it's not. It's on the side of the stage, but the uh, Jim, our friend Jim Stacy uh, introduces us. And he goes, here's the band I grew up with and the band you missed out on. <laughs> like, and, and it was just like, boom. And it was, there had to be 300 people there, three or four. Yeah, there were like Echo Lounge. That was the best. And it was just, you know, there was, uh, there was something about it. It was like blown off steam. It's like so, like someone had been out to sea for two years and coming back and, you know, having a room full of whores or something. <laughs> just like, it was just, it was, it was great. It really was. And that was that version. I mean, I like our version we have now, but it's kind of like if there was, a, if there was like a old classic lineup. I mean, it was yeah. like when they had Matt and Bill for Hayseed, Time Bomb. That was great. I think we're better now, but I mean, the new album might be the best one. But there was something about that little, you know, it was underappreciated little nucleus we had there. Like uh, have a overqualified drummer and me and Matt having very like just good, really good rhythm and emphasis, a lot of emphasis on the lyrics, of course. And you know, and we didn't, couldn't really fall back on those or the way we played back then. It was just like it was all song oriented. Still is, but. Even just even more so. That's like the Hasty Time Bomb era. I, I love Hasty Time Bomb. Bobby Vest, Facebook viewer, asked, "Why? Why the name Nine Pound Hammer?" Well, we were um, kicking stuff around, and uh, I don't know. I think it just we we uh, had a, some really bad. We had Black Sheep for a while. That was you know that was pretty cool, but that was kind of. Uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, that's been used and it was yeah, pretty, a, a little obvious, a little obvious, you know, a little obvious. It fit, but it was obvious. My, and, my then, I, and I just, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I just said, I don't know. It was one of those deals. Scott thought of it. I mean, I just, but it, you know, because Merle Travis is from around there and, and then just the uh, symbolism of the hammer and all that. And it, it just, uh, it, you know, I said it, but then Blaine's like, oh, that's it. And, um, yeah. you know, there we are. Well, it took 
it took us a while because no one, I mean, he liked it and I loved it. And then we, we did it first and then we changed our name and then we changed the Black Sheep because the people we had to talk to playing in playing with us didn't like Napa Hammer. I know, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, we, it was uh, our second name. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were, called, we were called the Raw Recruits and we were called, uh, which is that's yep. bad. I mean, then, then Black Sheep, that was. Raw Recruits. generic, man. Yeah, and uh, then also um, we had like, uh, and then, you know, we, me and Scott went to school with Merle Travis's nephew uh, who wrote that. And but the version of Nine Pound Hammer we knew was uh, John Prime from Sweet Revenge Record, and that's the version I knew. I didn't really know, even though we went to school with Travis Net, and we were friends with him. Didn't really know what it was because he didn't have, once again, internet, Spotify, old records, CDs, and have that shit. So he just kind of took the word for it and go, "He wrote that song." Yeah, he looked at the credits, go, "Yeah." But uh, the John Prime version, I was like, "Yeah, I mean that's perfect." So we finally talked. When we got our second drummer, Darren, in the band, I think we finally talked yeah. to our bass player, Bart, the guy with the glasses and the uh, duct tape. And because he was, you know, he, we wanted everyone to be happy. He was like, uh, yeah, I get it. Okay, not about hammer. He got it. And I was so it was like, okay, cool. And I was set. Because, you know, Black Sheep was a little dumb. I don't know. <laughs> That's my idea. That's my idea. Lay, lay, lay Black Sheep. No, it wasn't my idea. Yeah, it was Lay Black Sheep. Toby Myrick, our drummer at the time, oh. was putting Ellie in front of her because he thought it's, it's his girlfriend lived in Montreal. He does. Yeah. His girlfriend long It's not even grammatical. I mean, I don't like the guy fine, but it's not even grammatically correct. That's Ellie. It would be Ellie. Ellie. <laughs> but um, and, and we came to we came to uh, we put our uh, posters up and said love black sheep. And I remember like uh, some of the, the hip people in town, which there were. This is a fucking hip town back in 1980. Still is 86. It was like a place to go, man. And these people look at us and they go. Love like it was just it wasn't good. We had to we had to work. That was a hurdle. It was one time. That was yeah, one yeah, was, one show like that. Or like I, man, dude. I know, but it's it was it looked stupid, and you know we had, yeah. we had to prove ourselves after that. Golly. <laughs> if, well, here's my counter question uh, to the to the best concert question. Hey, Jason. <laughs> Is. Is there a worse show that, <laughs> that you'd like to tell us about? Ooh. Well, uh, Stevenson Station. Oh, no. What worst show? Worst, worst show, Stevenson Station, oh. which was, was actually was like would have put Gigi Allen to shame. Or, or, but uh, that one. Either that, um, one of, either that or the, one of the Johnny. I mean, I love Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Hot Rod had a string of them, and uh, we were second. Yeah, man. And they weren't that. You know what? No, they weren't as bad as uh, Brian Moore got drunk at Stevenson Station, and he, uh, um, yeah. And oh, and Rob. Was, Rob was drunk too. They were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Brian, I had, I put, I had to put his bass around him and set his tone, and I had to put a set list what key things were in. And I told him just hit that root note, and that's it. And he swung his bass to the kid. He, it just whatever you know. I like. He pushed guys. me down some know. stairs. You know, yeah. It was, it was like it was three good. stairs, but that's not good. <laughs> no, and <laughs> no, we got her. We we went and we we got Matt Bartholomew that night, so he was there, and he was like, and Matt fit really well. I mean, I love Brian, but Matt Matt played the same uh, rhythm as me because Matt played a guitar in a band from Owensboro, Kentucky, called White Heine, and comparable guitar skills. I mean, basically interchangeable. Mine was a little more country, but like. You know, when we hit like, 
G, C, and D. It sounded like, whoa. I feel like, oh, it was sounded like, hey, it is like, it's perfect. You know, it just can't beat it. It was a wall of sound, you know, perfect little rhythm, you know. Then we got Bill on top of that. Then it was like, kind of like, uh, it was like a big wall. There's a wall there for a little bit, you know. And we had a good run with Rob Holzman too. I really, you know, he played the first yeah, Rob did, show. And... Rob's, Rob's been in, Rob's been in two runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, he's been in a couple of runs. Now. We've had we've gone through we've gone through we got well you know we went through people back when people didn't go to people that much, <laughs> and not everyone goes through people, so it's no big deal. But we weren't yeah. going through drummers like it was uh, Spinal Tap esque. It was yeah, <laughs> and like you know that's like going through three and ten years of back then's unheard of, and like now you know yeah. Well, it's not I, saw him, I saw him play with Nashville Pussy last time I saw Nashville Pussy, I think. The, Rob, Where's that? The, wow. uh, that was the night that uh, Ryder, Ryder uh, climbed up the, the light frame. Oh, at, oh that's the place in Nashville. <laughs> that was great. That show wasn't good. That was Louisville. That's Louisville. Oh, no. Huh? Um, you're talking about the festival outside? That's Louisville. That? Now it was like an no, actual, no, this uh, that that weird. She might have done a little. She did a lot actually. So who knows? Yeah, she did a lot. Yeah, Louisville, <laughs> ne- Louisville was never big for whatever reason. Both bands, Louisville's not hadn't been. Well, we had our we had our run. We had a run in. We had a run at first. At first, for we were the house band. We played there every three or four months. It just then then I don't know what happened, but you know last you know. Well, the end of our last one was great. Tooligans is gone. <laughs> Tooligans yeah. is gone. Oh man, it's sad. sad we had story. we had some really great shows there. I mean, we we had some. We we were we had a good real run there. Um, yeah, Tooligans in the uh, mid eighties, late eighties was uh, great. It was great. Yeah, yeah. After one, after that kind of like uh, after our people left there, we really didn't have a. Yeah. in or anything so we have, we kind of i mean we're like fucking an hour away we haven't played it that much you know um so you got a new album coming out or can you talk about that oh yeah well no i couldn't i couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. new album what the new album yeah yeah it's great it's great we can talk <laughs> about what we want i mean you know but it's just people aren't going to believe us till they hear it because even if it was terrible we go it's great now it's fucking amazing I, i've never heard anything like it i mean yeah so it's we a have, step uh, above we might, we uh, have a classic i know I yeah mean, it's, it's I a mean, step above bluegrass it's different, it's different than the last one and and also maybe better or you know i just i don't know everyone everyone uh you know how came together and shit you know sound a little corny but everyone had songs and yeah, and we had time because uh, usually, usually I usually I'm busy and I have to come in and drive all day. Then we set up and we do something. Then we go play a gig and I'm gone. And then, so I came in here like I'm doing now and just like, well, I live here, so you know we'll do like you know regular people do. Like you know, you we go to play for a couple hours a day after after everyone goes off work and like you know out of frustration and. And curate and actually creativity instead of like as a you know a necessity or a business thing you know it's like you know just like it was very uh you know, it was a lot of corny I can say a lot of corny words but yeah, it's like it was great it's fucking great and we had Daniel Ray produce it so uh, um, that 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 was you know stepped up the fifth Ramon definitely like he was, he's yeah. very good with vocalists he's great with vocalists man I was like you know he'll, he he's, he's he's good with people period and he's good with uh, he knows how to get 
the end. He knows how to get to the end and make it as good as possible. And he he, he loved it. And I didn't know what he thought at first. Um, he was into it, but I was like, but he he, he grew it grew on him, and you know, it was, it, it's really really good. You know, look for it, and hopefully, yeah, we're going to be doing um, hopefully doing some, you know, uh, showcase shows August September. Um, uh, hopefully, this thing will be out. It should be. Um, it's going to be called when the shit goes down, and um, <laughs> you know, it's fourteen songs. Uh, like Blaine said, uh, everybody brought songs in, and uh, a lot of collaboration. You know, it's just it's 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 another step up. I, I you know, bluegrass was really great, and uh, but I think this takes it you know to an, it's you know another level, whatever you want to call it. It's just an extension of of what we've been doing, and you know, we we know what we're doing now. That's for sure. So. Man, I, I can't wait to hear it. I know that. <laughs> no, we've listened I mean, to it a bunch. We could have sent yeah. you a song or two, actually, but uh, I guess we didn't yeah, think of that. But, uh, you still well. can. <laughs> well, it's, I wonder if, if Mark or Brian out there, they could send a song to you on Dropbox. No, we'll, but... we'll, we'll, get, we'll get you some stuff, yeah. yeah okay. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anything else we want to plug in before we, before we wrap this up? It's, yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, uh, Playing a gig actually at Wapakoneta May eighth. Uh, it's a um, it's like a honky tonk pizza place, and you know uh, we booked it like or Scott booked it a couple of months ago, and you know it's gonna don't worry. I mean it's gonna be a socially distanced gig anyway. <laughs> it's gonna be a not for long. Pizza a <laughs> not once the music yeah. starts, man. It's gonna be oh, chaos. <laughs> it's called a yeah, uh, Route Thirty Three yeah. Rhythm yeah. and Brews. In yeah, Wapakoneta, Ohio. Bruce. Uh, Jason plays there all the time, you know. You know. Uh, yeah, Jason's great. played there. Uh, Dan Baird's played there. Um, uh, hey, Brad, just hit me up uh, for the show, I guess, uh, at, on Facebook, Scott Lou Allen. Yeah, we'll play West Virginia, man. I'd love to. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah. yeah in, or anybody, just get with me or, yeah, just get me with me on Facebook. Just message me and. We'll, we'll try to get wherever we're, we're wanting to play shows. Yeah, I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to get y'all a Wadi. <laughs> I mean, uh, she tried to come to win. I just drove, I just uh, stopped in Wadi last week. It's weird. <laughs> Cheapest place in the world yeah. to buy gas. Yeah. <laughs> where? The 76 like, there, right? Where is it? The 76 at Wadi. 76 truck stop. Used to be. Uh, it's There's a Love's. Now, used to be 76, there used to be a 76, and on the way back from a Tooligan show, I stopped in there. Oh, yeah. St. Saint, Saint Vitus. Vitus. This man called St. Vitus was in there eating. They used to have a restaurant and stuff. They were coming back from Lexington. We were coming back from Louisville, and we ended up talking to them and stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we yeah, no, it goes back when no one really looked like that. I remember... Oh yeah. We looked at them and they looked at us and we're like, they were like I mean whatever, Danzig, you know, Black yeah, Sabbath Danzig thing. Happened to cross happened to cross paths because everyone looked normal around those parts, but there was like this heavy band and a punk band and stuff, you know. So yeah, that was, that was pretty weird. That was yeah, Wadi Petona, right? That yeah. Yeah, Wadi Petona. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's just it's on a little William farm. Edward Stakeland. <laughs> no, I'm just he, seeing your guys pop up here. What's up, man? <laughs> He he played guitar on Jason's album. All right, good deal. He's a hell of a guitar player. 
uh shelby county in the house <laughs> right on shelby uh, county we, we were talking before the show Charles hurt um we were talking before the show you you and I, and I try to stay away from COVID on the COVID and politics on the show, but you had a very funny story. To, I see if you would mind sharing your COVID story. <laughs> terrible, man. I don't fucking hear anyone's fucking COVID stories. No, you're going to play about. Uh, tell about the, the the Easter basket, man. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that was it. Oh well, I was. I had to care. Yeah, that's the only COVID story. I was so freaked out about the very beginning about going anywhere, and I didn't want supposed to go anywhere. So, but I had to get an Easter basket for this kid. And uh, so I ran into the grocery store and grabbed the first thing I saw and paid for it and like panicked and ran out through the trunk. Didn't tell anyone I got it and I was gonna make it a big surprise. And I looked at it and I got an Easter basket full of cat toys. So that's about, <laughs> that's as good as my COVID story is yet, man. I mean, besides we recorded a record and stuff. You know. Uh, it, it, apparently it takes a lot of people to make a good story and that just that's it so i thought it was hilarious yeah. well we can uh yeah i mean i was just glad when i can tell normal stories about like you know bumping into people and not freaking out or being able to cough without everyone looking like i fucked up <laughs> yeah we were, we were we rehearsed and recorded this thing through the heart of this covid thing i mean yeah we, just, yeah. we did i mean we're we were careful you know but nobody careful was daniel was pretty uh yeah. daniel was pretty yeah. uh, uh hard ass he's like so no thanksgiving no going out i mean you know, when he went out anyway he shut down i was like blame no you know no like with groupy friends when you're druggy you know drunk friends nothing so we were so we had like five weeks of being you know i mean just just us pretty much yeah. you know going to and from you know that's good though that's good Worked out. It worked. Plus, it worked out as far as like studio wasn't booked, Airbnbs weren't booked, uh, plane tickets were cheap. <laughs> like everything was cheap, you know. And I couldn't go out. Had to get. We had. I'd go get pizzas. You'd have to stand outside and bring it to you in like a hazmat suit and come bring it back, you know. So, you know, I, I now the COVID now is kind of going away. It's been harder and harder for me to book stuff coming here. So everything's going up in price and blah blah blah. Anyway, that's it. Enough. <laughs> Kiss that your goodbye, please. I don't know, man. No doubt. Best thing about it. Best thing about it was that fucking record, man. And yeah, seriously. Hopefully, I have fond memories now. <laughs> this has been so great. Thank you. Thank you guys yeah, it's so fun, much. Man. I'm glad. Thank it you, out. Rob. <laughs> Hi, this is Trish from Shelbyville, Indiana, and this is my bad joke of the week. What do you call a blind dinosaur? Uh, do you think you saw us? That is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.